What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode two of the Gate City Project Leadership Podcast. We're finishing up week two and heading into week three of our summer project. And again, we are excited to continue this conversation on leadership and stewardship. I'm your host, Nebraska, and I'm here with my co-host, Alicia. I don't know when you are listening to this episode, all right? You may be in your car on the way to get groceries. You may be on your way home from a really fun game night, or you may be on your way to work. Shout out to those of you whose first job ever was this past week or the week before. Speaking of work, today we want to talk about stewarding our work and our academics. Now, speaking of academics in school, we did a little math. Did you know that between kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade, we spend 2,340 days in school? That's equivalent to 6.4 years straight with no breaks. Imagine going to school six and a half years with no summer break, no Easter, no Christmas break, no weekends, no spring break, no nothing. That's how much time we spend in grade school, not to even count college. And when we go to college, we go there to get a degree, to pursue a career. Did you know that on average, we will spend about 40 years working before we retire? That's the equivalent to about 78,000 hours of our life spent working a job. With that being said, we think it's important to have a biblical understanding of how we ought to steward our time in these spaces because we spend so much time there. A lot of times when we think about work and especially schoolwork, we tend to have a negative association with it. So I know you guys are tired after working a full shift at Chick-fil-A on your feet all day, or your arms are hurting from washing those windows. And I know most of you probably don't like all the tests that happen in one week, writing 10 page papers, all those things. But work was actually something that was instituted by God before the fall, before sin entered the world. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, he created man and woman in his image. So he tells them to be fruitful and multiply, to have dominion over the earth and to subdue the land. And then later in Genesis 2, 5, it says, when no bush of the field was yet in the land and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land. And there was no man to work the ground. Then the Lord God formed man. Then down in Genesis 2.15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. So work was part of Adam and Eve's life before the fall happened. And work was a good thing. It was actually one of the main ways that man reflected God's image, which was their ultimate purpose, to bring glory to God by reflecting his image. And work was a huge part of that. So then we get to Genesis 3, which Clint and Nebraska this past week both talked about that passage. And so sin entered the world, and then there were consequences of that happening. So one of the consequences of sin is what we read in Genesis 3, 17 through 19. And it says, And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. 
thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So this reality is that work is going to be hard now. It says that he's going to be sweating. There's going to be pain. Curse is the ground. So work, because of the fall, because sin entering the world, is now tiring. It brings pain. And it was something that at one point brought joy and was an avenue for them to live out their purpose. And now it's going to be tainted by sin. So we live in this fallen world, experiencing the consequences of that. So we experience the consequences of sin, even in our work today. So I think a big question is how do we live in this post-fall world? And Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, this is one of my favorite passages. And it talks about how we were once dead in our sin, but now Christ has made us alive. And then down in verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. So things like our jobs and even our schoolwork are even a part of some of those good works that God has called us into. And it's a great context for us to glorify God and be spiritual leaders and impact the kingdom of God in those contexts. Yeah. And Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily, ask for the Lord and not for men. So whether in our work or in our academics at school, it should all be done to the glory of God. Again, that is our main point we hope to push home with this podcast. As leaders, everything we do ought to be for the glory of God and steward it for him because it's a gift. So we're going to dive into more um, how we can steward these areas well. So to help us out, we have a guest joining us today. So I just wanted to introduce you guys to Diana Rich, and she is a UNCG graduate, and we're super pumped to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me here. So Diana, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, So like she said, I graduated from UNCG in 2016. It's kind of a long time now. Um, I go to King's Cross, and... Um, fun fact is I recently got married hey, on 4321, okay. April 3rd. So I used to be Diana Castillo, and now I'm Diana Rich. Um, I'm a labor and delivery nurse at the um, hospital here in Greensboro. I worked night shift, and I absolutely love my job. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So thinking about your time in college as a nursing major, how did you balance being an excellent student while pursuing your walk with God? Yeah. Um, I feel like a big thing kind of on both sides of those was having just the right people. Um, I was a part of a really great community in college that helped me pursue my walk with God. Um, And then there was also some really significant people that cared about their academics and um, cared to do well in school, about their profession. Um, And there were people who cared about both, and that was really helpful. Um, They loved the Lord, and they also cared about excelling and um, being a good student. And so I spent a lot of time with people in the library super late at night studying um, and was just 
thankful for the encouragement, I think, in our community to do both. Yeah. What did it look like and what was helpful um, for you to remember to put your relationship with God over your schoolwork? Yeah, that's I think that's a really good question, especially being a nursing major. There was um, kind of this mentality of like, you're a nursing student and that's your identity. Um, and different majors kind of have that. And I think for me, it was just remembering like, I'm a Christian first, like I'm a Christian and I just happen to be a nursing student or I just happen to be uh, in education. Um, but that was definitely something to help keep me focused. Um, it's just the Lord came first. That was my first identity. That's good. So are there any scripture passages that have helped your perspective when it comes to stewarding your job, stewarding your academics? What are some passages that have helped with that? Yeah, I think the kind of the first one that comes to mind with that is um, pretty sure it's Isaiah 26, 3, but it says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Um, and I think for me, someone shared that verse when I was studying for like this really big nursing license test um, that I was really stressed about. Because um, if you don't ever pass that test, you can't ever become a nurse. Um, and just the idea of like, I can have perfect peace with God and even the fact that the word perfect was in that verse, I think for me, it was really significant at that time because then it meant, well, if I have perfect peace there, then with work, with this test, with school, like there is no need for anxiety and worry and stress. Um, and I think work and school and different things in your life are just naturally stressful. So having this like anchored peace and hope in the Lord has I think been able to speak to so many different areas of my life now. So I love that verse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you think about your job, you think about your work environment, when you think about when you were a student in school, in the classroom, what did it look like for you to be a spiritual leader in those spaces? Yeah. I feel like the kind of aspect of leadership that comes to mind is servant leadership. Like naturally I'm a nurse, so I spend, you know, my whole shift thinking about the needs of another person. Um, and that doesn't maybe always feel like leadership, um, but there is so much service and um, maybe moments of humility, moments of doing things that I don't really want to do, but it's helpful to do in that moment um, for my patients and even for my coworkers. Like if someone is, running around doing a lot and I can see that they need help and I can offer a helping hand. Um, I think that's a way to be a servant leader. Um, I think it's something that my coworkers really respect and I think my patients really appreciate um, having someone who's just willing to do anything. And I just think about Alicia being a mom, like there's so much that she's giving to Isaiah and to Everly as a mom, um, but that's leadership, like in serving them. Um, I think in the classroom, it was a lot more of like a heart posture and a character um, to have humility, to have integrity, to be helpful, um, were ways that I feel like 
I didn't do perfectly, but I think I sought to and still just am trying to figure out how to do that well in my job. Yeah. So really it's like what you are doing in your job um, when you were in school, like those, those things really are helping to advance God's kingdom in the world. And so even in light of some of the things you talked about, what are examples in your life of how that has played out kind of in your job or in school? Yeah. Um, so I'll say one example with patients is um, I work in labor and delivery, like I said, and typically days are exciting because the baby is born. Um, but some days are really hard because there's an unexpected loss and a family is obviously broken over that. Um, and I think there have been a lot of moments like in the midst of sadness where I've been able to sit with them and pray with them, pray for them, have kind of encouraging words of hope that might not be this explicit, you know, like Romans 6.23 gospel, but it's very much like here is something that is hopeful. Um, and those moments are like few and far between, but they have happened. And I think that's one way to advance hope and truth. Um, and then another one that I think about that I feel like more people will experience is um, when you go to a job, like you have so many different kinds of people at whatever job, um, different thoughts, different personalities, different political views. Um, and I think have one specific coworker who um, we were having a conversation and just had very differing opinions on something that was really important for her. And because of that, um, she pretty much expressed like, you're a Christian and you can't love me because you think that way. Mm -hmm. And that was like such a big statement for her to say, but we've carried a friendship for like the last two years at our job and have had moments where like we help each other out. We talk about real life. I ask her about things outside of work. I ask her about some of this specific thing that we differed on. Um, and I feel like if you asked her two years down the road, like, do you think Diana loves you? Um, she could maybe say that I don't. Um, but if she really, really thought about it, I think she would be able to say like, this person has displayed that they care about me, that they care about my life. Um, and in that, we've been able to hopefully like present a different picture of Christianity than the one that she was hurt by in her life. Mm. Um, and I think that's a lot of people's stories. People have been hurt by a kind of a false view of the church. Mm. And so being able to be the face and the hands and feet in serving and the listening here and caring um, to this friend, I'm just hopeful, shows a different picture to her. And one day she might come to know the Lord. Yeah. 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 So we so we have students who are listening who are in college. They've Some of them have gotten internships. Um, some of them are working right now. Um, but what encouragement would you give them as they think about stewarding their academics and their work well? What would you say? Yeah, I think the thing I would say is just like everything matters. Um, like literally everything that you do matters um, from washing the dishes to 
own your grass to put in the bun on the Chick-fil-A chicken. <laughs> um, like everything that we do in life really does matter because it's an opportunity to serve someone, an opportunity to grow in discipline, an opportunity to be humble. Um, that verse that says like, whatever you do, doing it for the glory of God. Like if that's really true, then that means that everything that we do in life is an opportunity to honor the Lord. Um, and we're not gonna remember that, you know, at every moment. But I think if we can come back and remind ourselves of that, like this thing that I'm doing right now, whether you love it or you really don't like it, um, it really does matter. Um, yeah, I think I would just say that. So live it up, it matters. Yeah. Well, I'll even say it's just super encouraging just knowing you over the past maybe 10 years, however long that's been. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And I think it's that's something I feel like I've always admired about you is your faithfulness to the Lord, regardless of what things are going on in your life. Like you're committed to walking with him, but then you're also really bold in your relationships and super loving and faithful to those around you. And so I think like God really is going to use your faithfulness. And you know, I think that your labor is not in vain because you are doing it for the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, so we really appreciate you just sharing wisdom with us and with our students. And I think, yeah, you're just an example to follow. And I really think that is the grace of God at work in your life. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so now we have some questions that we want to help you guys think through um, to help process um, through these things that we've heard. Um, so talk with someone about these questions. Um, hopefully these are helpful to apply to your life. Um, but first question, when it comes to your academics, how do you view your academic accomplishments? Do those things define you, whether they're good or bad? Are you overly concerned about your GPA? Like, does it control you? Does it control your life? Is it what you're overly concerned about all the time? Something to think about. Uh, we believe that as spiritual leaders, it's important that we are able to evaluate our hearts and think about where we are um, and what has our attention. And so hopefully that question is helpful when it comes to your academics. Yeah. And going along with that, our second question is, have you taken the time to think about why you are pursuing the career path that you are pursuing? What are your motivations? Again, what's kind of the underlying motivations of what you are pursuing um, and even in the conversations that we've been having is God a part of that is are you having a kingdom mindset as you're thinking about why you are pursuing the career path that you're pursuing and how God can use you yeah and here's another question what opportunities do you have right now in your job here at the suburb project to like Diana was saying um, show the gospel in your character, show the gospel in how you and how you work, but also what are opportunities to share the gospel with others? Um, who are some people that you could you could share with? And also thinking past college, um, when you're into your career, what are some ways that you can um, share the gospel and, and, and honor God in your career? Hopefully that's helpful to be thinking about. Yeah. So just remember that everything that we do is ought to be done to the glory of God. And we really hope that this podcast is going to help you in doing that. And just on a practical 
level, um, all the questions that we just asked and that we'll ask each week for you guys to process through and talk to other people about, we will have a document that will have all the questions listed so that you can remember and go back uh, and talk to people with. So Diana, thankful that you could be with us. And that wraps up this week's podcast. And we're excited to see you guys next week. All right, y'all. Peace. Thank you.